about that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Hey, Pop-Tart family. I'm Tyson Burwell. I'm one of your hosts on the uh, Progressive Overload Podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I'm joined with Zertek Joe. <laughs> Zertek Joe. <laughs> Zertek. That's fantastic. And then uh, Mr. Wonderful, Adam Lazarine. Mr. Wonderful. Well, I don't have as much money as the Mr. Wonderful on the Shark Tank, but that's the first thing I thought about when you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, that's a neat show, isn't it? it Shark is. Tank. I love it watching is. Shark Tank. I think Tyson would be on there one day with uh, some that'd be cool. crazy idea. I could see that. About fitness or, you know, yeah. grappling. I don't know if I could get along with those guys, though. They're pretty... Uh, they can be a little. They can be a little toxic to some of the some of the guests. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They don't call them sharks for nothing. I guess so. Do you all have this like invention in your head that you're like, if I just had the money or I had the time <laughs> or the desire, I could make millions off of this? I've got a couple of them, and uh, I can't share them now. Oh come on! What's <laughs> one that you're? So this one actually hit me just the other day. I was talking to somebody about their uh, deer blind, right? Okay. And uh, they were talking about how they wish they had a deer blind that's up in the air, but sometimes they want to move. And instead, they would have to, you know, get their yeah, truck you gotta and got to yeah. haul it and move it around. But, you know, I was looking. At, we were at the hospital, and they're cleaning the windows on one of those tiers that. Oh, yeah, I, the Skytrack. The Skytrack. Yeah. Dude, you just need to invent, like, a Skytrack for deer blinds. I love it, dude. And just I put some it. mud tires or, on no, it. No, it was a scissor lift. I don't know if there's a difference between a Skytrack and a I scissor lift. I couldn't tell you. I don't know my tractors. But uh, a scissor lift with mud tires on it scissor that's camoed out. And, you, dude, there's some rich people that would pay. I love it. That. Okay, right? go for it. All right, go now, for well, it. Well, now it's already stolen. Yeah, we're gonna put this <laughs> I know. Out there. It's not proprietary. <laughs> hey, if anybody makes any money on this, you got it from me. You know <laughs> yeah. you did. Just give him just, a royalty. Just, just give me a little royalty. I don't even need it much. Just like two, three yeah. percent. Because of Shark Tank, I know what a royalty means. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Do, Adam, do you have one? Uh, no, not anymore. I was thinking whenever we had small children that I needed to create a um, a car seat that you could actually pivot mm. inside the car to get uh, it in and out. That's smart. Because just wrestling with that thing with right, a, with right. a child and it was right. difficult they and have that now i know they have it now yeah. but but whenever i had ch small children yeah, in car seats they did not have yeah. it or at least i wasn't going to pay for it and i didn't right. know about it so right yeah that was the one i was thinking through but i don't have any at the moment so <laughs> you want to hear mine yeah, tapped yep. out go ahead <laughs> the toilet fan Toilet oh, fan. Come on. <laughs> All right, so of imagine course, of course. you're at a Texas Rangers game. It's hot. You are sweaty <laughs> in all the wrong places. Yeah. And just think, okay, I gotta go use the bathroom. And you 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 unzip and you go down you go to the uh to the um urinal and it's just got this little tube just blowing cold air right where it needs to be. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, it, and it's it's not going to affect the stream. This is such a joke. But <laughs> it's it's just going to cool down the right areas. I see. Boom, I see. baby. Toilet fan. Yeah. No, uh, you'd get no deal from the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm out. Thanks. It's right. just not for me, they'll say. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, that's exciting stuff, and I'm glad that you've shared that with us now because I can't undo it in my brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put a mental image in my head. And I cannot I'm undo it in you my brain. You are welcome. Thank Sweaty you. Joe. Uh, thank you so much. If you're still with us on the Progressive Overload Podcast, yeah. we're grateful that you have joined we us. We are grateful. And right. um, if you're still uh, wondering about what we're going to talk about today, I'm glad that you're still here. And uh, so what right. are we going to talk about today, guys? 
toilet fans. Uh, no. no. We are talking about alcohol, alcohol. and its effect on on well being, health, and games. Games. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, that's that sounds uh, intriguing because yeah. um, I don't have any numbers in front of me, but I'm going to look it up while you guys are talking about it. Sure. I want to know how many people in uh, just a general percentage of the population drink alcohol drink alcohol that would be a good i'm gonna uh, look it up that's a good answer i just know there's a liquor store in just about every every little town <laughs> they're all over across oh so, yeah you know i mean it, the product sells for sure absolutely i mean and it's been around since the earliest of times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if you so any carbohydrate that you leave in a round with a certain bacteria right you get alcohol you get it's this, gonna create yeah alcohol. you get this substance that makes humans act goofy and for whatever reason <laughs> Us humans, we like to act goofy. We like to act goofy. So yeah, no, I, 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 was, I was, in doing research, I was kind of curious on like who invented alcohol, mm-hmm. where did it come from, what, yeah. uh, if you were gonna guess, what uh, area was the first to create alcohol? Uh, if I had to just throw a guess out there, I'm gonna say Romans with their wine. I would think they just left grape juice on the shelf for too long right. and it just turned right. into something magical. So this one said that in the, uh, the Chinese area, area where is it? Uh, uh, the Asian area were the first ones to uh, create alcohol. Man. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Okay. Not that it has anything to do with what we're talking about today. but I have no, you know, it's on the internet, so it has to be true. It is. Um, and so <laughs> the prevalence of drinking is kind of where this uh, goes, and it says 86.3% of people ages 18 or older reported that they drank alcohol at some point in their lifetime. Sure. Okay. 70% reported they drank in the past year and 55% reported they drank in the last month. Right. So if you're doing the math at home, that's about (laughs) half of the people Mm -hmm. uh, drink at least once a month. Sure. How's that for a statistic? I love it. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, the funny thing about alcohol is it's, it's literally a poison. It is. It, it it'll put holes in your liver. It'll put holes in your brain. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's it's literally like a toxin that right. that we willingly put into ourselves right. to for an effect that you know that that we like. And it and we all know what it does and the hangovers afterwards and all that stuff. But we're willing to sacrifice that for that for that momentary for that, for that momentary, momentary high. Yeah, 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 yeah. For just that little bit. Yeah, and I want to be clear <clears throat> for what we're talking about today is. I don't, uh, you know, this is, this was not talked about in any of my college days. I mean, right. Uh, in my, in my, uh, bachelor's wasn't, this was not discussed. This is not something that I'm, um, just super knowledgeable in. Um, but I do know how it can affect our, our fitness and our health. And, um, so if you want just someone to dig into the science behind how alcohol, um, you know, messes with with certain areas of your body and and the i don't know all the science behind it that's a different podcast but mm-hmm. but we're going to talk today about how it's going to um affect your gains like you said right affect just overall health uh and, and we'll just dig into that right okay so um i want to get to the uh before we dive into anything else i want to talk about the physiological effects of it is that is right. that a fair statement mm-hmm. right um and so we had something on our list that says decrease in protein synthesis. That sounds yeah. really scientific. Right. Explain to me what protein synthesis is, or at least to the people that may, like me may not remember what it is. And then we'll talk about what alcohol does to it. So what is right. protein synthesis? So we, I mean, there's, there's no, no doubt in the fact that we, we talk about how important protein is in putting on muscle mass. And so 
when we talk about protein synthesis, it's literally the process that the body has that takes the protein that we digest and puts it to where it needs to be. The the synthesis synthesis of the protein that we eat is it going to be absorbed in the right places? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be used, or is it going to be extruded out or pooped out or whatever? Yeah, with a fan. With a fan. With a fan. Right, right. Boom, baby. <laughs> Maybe you do have something there. Maybe it's a million-dollar idea. I don't know. I'm telling you. Man, I just think it's going to be blowing things into the next... Uh, <laughs> uh, the next stall. The next the, stall the that you don't want person. blown over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, as far as the, the protein synthesis, the research that I've done on it, it seems like uh, there's some conflicting studies, you know, on, on exactly how the proteins are synthesized with the right. effects of alcohol. And how much it takes right. to affect that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's so individualized with everything. It's kind of like how much alcohol are you drinking? Right. How, you know, how much protein are you getting in? Yeah. What, what's your, what's the rest of your diet like? There's right. so many factors. Right. I mean, it gets to the point and that's, I think that's kind of the point that you were making before is, you know, we're, uh, we're not scientists, so really can't speak to that right. too, too much. Right. Okay. So I, I, just to put it into terms of athletes, mm-hmm. I saw, and I, I heard a, a football player that said whenever they went to the combine, the NFL combine, <laughs> it's like a competition or not a competition, but it's like a measuring stick uh, of right. all the sure. uh, people that are trying out for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you are probably at that point in the best shape of your life because you want to make the NFL right. and you can, you can drink just about anything you want. You can eat just about anything you want because your body is a machine at that point. <laughs> and, and so even with, you know, them drinking alcohol, because that's what that this particular person said they did at mm-hmm. that moment, right. they could drink so much more than a tip than they could at a typical time right. and still, in a sense, be able to hold their liquor. <laughs> is yeah. that a, is, is that yeah. a statement that that merits itself to protein synthesis? I well, mean, to me, it makes sense. It's funny how once your body is is a healthy running machine, you're in shape, you've been and you work hard, you have this energy output. Your body just burns through stuff, right? It just, it just, yeah, and it just recovers well and everything else, you know. So yeah, you can, you can tolerate putting in some alcohol on top of eating all your veggies and working out all the time exactly and still right. run pretty right. good. Right. Um, that being said, I know in my personal life, where where alcohol has kind of affected my training and, and my and my athletes on top of that is the dehydration that comes with it. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, is it? Yeah. Is, is it, it's a diuretic. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, it pulls the water out of you, right? right? And and some people akin that to hangovers. That's the reason why you right. get a hangover. I'm not right. so sure on all that. I just know that the day after drinking, and then I go spar or train. I can literally smell the alcohol coming out of my pores, right? And and I, it's just not a fun time. Yeah, it's it not sounds good terrible. Any, yeah, it's not good for anybody. Right. Yeah. I think when when I drink, the biggest the biggest thing that I feel from it is the effect on my gut health. Ah, uh, because it wrecks my yeah. gut. And uh, a little bit of science: the, the the alcohol molecule that we take in, which is ethanol, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Right, is that it? That sounds right, but... I know there's uh, isopropyl alcohol, ethanol, and then there's one more. And only one of them is digestible, I can't remember. Um, but whatever, the one that we can digest uh, is a fat-soluble and a water-soluble molecule. Mm-hmm. And um, what you, if you don't know what that means, like some some like drugs, like certain drugs that we take, it has to have uh, or some sort of receptor in order for it to affect your system. Um but alcohol does not require any sort of receptor mm. in your brain or in your body but it uh because it is water and fat soluble and so it is 
um, it can go wherever it wants. Uh, right, it can be absorbed in any, anywhere <laughs> yeah. that it wants. It doesn't require anything else, and it is extremely toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <clears throat> I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, your gut health. Gut health, yes. So whenever it, it leaks into your gut, um, it is it is a toxic, toxic uh, man, substance. Uh, substance. I'm out of words today. I'm sorry. Have but you been drinking? I have been drinking. <laughs> it's been a little slurry today. <laughs> that was a toxic substance. <laughs> yeah. um, but when, uh, and I, I, I don't, we can talk about the morality and kind of where we stand on it later. Um, I don't drink super often at all, but when I do, the next day, pay for it. My, yeah, my I'm bloated. I feel like crap. And this is even this is not from a blackout drunk thing. This sure. is like if I go and have two or three beers, like yeah, yeah. you know, and um, just the way it makes me feel is terrible. There's no way I'm working out the next day. Right. So you guys are gonna have to help me with this because I am not literate. Um, I'm ignorant of this uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably the extent to my alcoholism is a cough medicine. I mean, <laughs> that, that's probably as tough as it ever got for me. Right. So, um, cause I don't, I do not drink. I have not ever had a drink. And so it's a, um, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, mm-hmm. and I, it's funny cause I was, I saw something on Instagram and it was like, when pe- when you say that to people and they always want to know why, right. um, I know. why do you, why do you not do that? <laughs> I'm, well, the same reason that you do do that. Um, right. and so, um, I think that um, when you talk about those kind of feelings, like your gut being wrecked and you sweating out mm-hmm. alcohol, um, why? what is the actual point where you get to too much? I mean, because yeah. that's the question that everybody wants to, to know, right. I think. Right. And everybody thinks that that is something different for themselves, right? Right. Um, especially once you get to that point where you're not thinking straight, well, I can do you know, one more, or I can do this and still function. Right. And, um, functional alcoholic is really not a good term. (laughs) No, No, it is not. Is it? I mean, no, no, it is not. And so uh, no, nobody is, is suggesting that, that anybody in this room is that or does that, but what is that point of no, like you need some help? Well, it's an individual thing in my opinion. It is. I've seen in, in my personal family, you know, I come from a family of alcoholics. There's a, there's quite a few of them in my family. And I can see some of them, they can't keep alcohol in their house because they'll drink it all. Yeah. They, they can only, they drink until it's gone. I oh, see. Wow. They just, it's a, it's an illness. It really is. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, I'm fortunate. I don't have that. I keep, I keep alcohol in my house and I can decide to have a drink every now and again. And it's, it's not that big a deal. It's just something I do every now and again. Yeah. Um, but as far as, so, so when you ask whenever it's how far is too much for one individual, it kind of depends on the person. I see. You know, and their history and their background sure. and their experience with genetics. It. Yeah. And um, yeah, personal tolerance, their yeah. character, even yeah. mm-hmm. like it's it's a very individual thing. I think I'm I'm so afraid that I would be just a, a horrible um, person if I was you know if I didn't have my wits about me. I think that's probably one of the things that keeps me from doing it. Well, um, right. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. But and. And here we are getting into morality. I know we've, we've fallen right into it. That's more it, interesting than the science. Well, for, so for me, as I've talked to both of you guys, after my fights, it's a tradition. I drink, I drink some whiskey and I smoke a cigar. Right. Yeah. After every one of my fights, it's just a, it's, it's how I, I earn that, right? Um, so that, so that being said, to me, it's, to me, it's a, I can use it as a reward, and I like the feeling that alcohol gives me, so long as I treat it responsibly. Right. I don't like the. Sl- 
the sloppy mm-hmm. move. I can't can't keep my head up. Kind of like for me, one or two drinks of whiskey, like you know, I'd say three fingers was on the ice. Got a good yeah. buzz going. I'm yeah. social, and for me, what it does is it, it just enhances the my personality as it is. I, I become a lovable drunk. Right. I, okay. I want. I believe. That. I want everybody to know that. Hey, man, I love you. I got you. Like that's how I am. <laughs> I can see that. So for you, I too. I, for you, I th- I really think that that it would just enhance who you are. You'd just be as noble, Adam, as you always are. Okay. Yeah. All right. So well, the- and I can see that for you because, uh, like pre-fight, it's. I mean, in that the weeks leading up to that, it, you are so tense. Oh, dude. You <laughs> are on the edge. You are you, and you're just so like yeah, you've been uptight. Around me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a negative thing, but it, you're focused. <laughs> Yeah. And so, well, everything else dies. It's it's all it's about is that one event mm-hmm. on that one day. Yeah, and know? being able, I mean, using that as a as a I guess a decompression type mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I can understand that. Okay, so let's go back to the science of it just a little bit. Um, one of the things that I see on commercials for alcohol is it's a big thing to, for calories. You know, uh, right. yeah. this beer has this many <laughs> calories, and this calories. One, yeah, this one only has five less than that one, yeah. and it tastes yeah. better. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that smells terrible. Anyway, I don't want to put it in my mouth. So, <laughs> um, good for me. Good for you if you if you feel like you like it. So, right. one of the things I wonder is what are you know calories in a in a drink? Are yeah. they are they filling? Are they not? Right. Well, you, you look yeah, at. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to just take no, over. Okay. But you look at most most alcoholics. What do they look like? They're all kind of pudgy. You got this got big old distended beer belly. Beer it's belly. A real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, here's the funny thing: um, working with some fighters, whenever they stop drinking for their fight camps, a lot of them will have abs, but it's still distended. Right. And, the, and the science behind that, and I'm not a professional, right. but the fat, the fat tissue, the adipose tissue is actually in the organs. It's behind mm-hmm. the muscle muscle right. Uh, right. development of up front. So it pushes the musculature out. So they'll be they'll have these big old bellies, but they'll be abs on the on the front right. of it. And then when they cut, when they stop drinking, it just brings it all back in, you know. Right. But mm. they all they all lie to themselves. You know, I'm not fat. Look at this. Look right. this feel how hard that is. You know. Well, that's that's great uh, a point because um, the next point is it decreases your testosterone mm-hmm. and at the same time is going to increase your cortisol. Yes, sir. And when we have constantly raised cortisol levels day by day by day, it's going to increase the weight gain and fat gain of the abdominal section. Right. And that's proven that's a that's a proven effect of cortisol. Um and it can come from drinking alcohol, um, or it can come from stress, which because mm-hmm. it's the stress hormone. Um oh, man. and so that's that makes total sense why yeah. why that happened. Um <clears throat> yeah. Well and, and to your point too, you know, you look at ninety nine calories per beer. Right, and you got these people that will drink a six pack on a Friday night. Right, you know, they just got six hundred six hundred calories, six hundred grams of, of carbs, right. carbohydrates. Right. Wow, you know, you think about it, that's a that's a cake. Yeah, right. Well, they're they're empty calories, and that's that's a term that I like to use because there is, I mean, so say I have a can of Dr Pepper. I, most people call them em- empty calories, but our body's going to be able to at least you you get energy from the sugar in that coke in that Dr Pepper. But when it comes to alcohol, the calories in the alcohol is not as readily available as the sugar in a Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. It has to go through a process of and um, it converts uh, acetyl acetylaldehyde to um, some different pro- uh, byproducts. It's going to cause uh, way way more toxicity, and so it's just the the byproduct of alcohol, which is toxic, creates another byproduct, which is even more toxic. 
in order to c- convert that into energy. Yeah, and, and your uh, body is doing that constantly. Yeah. it's It doesn't ever stop no matter what you put in. Right. And so it can be a donut or a beer or a right. Dr. Pepper, and it your body uses the same process every time. Right. And doesn't doesn't distinguish, but it makes right. different byproducts. Because mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Because okay. what we put in our mouth, our body wants to use for energy. Sure. Right. And and but the process of converting whatever you put in your mouth to energy creates different um, interesting things. See? Yeah. And that's why if you drink whiskey straight, it's keto friendly. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I did not know that. You see? Now you know. I know that now. Hey, you could have been keto the whole time and still had some whiskey. It still had it. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know that. <laughs> not brandy, though. There's a lot of sugar in brandy. Okay. Well, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just those of you that did not get that joke, uh, Adam's wife name is Brandy. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. All right. That's sweet. Sweet as brandy. Isn't that fun? All but right. she doesn't listen to our podcast, so she'll never know that you said that. Uh, she probably will listen to this one, but that's <laughs> that's fine. Um, I love it. I love her just the same. All right. So uh, alcohol is one of those substances that uh, destroys our gains. How does? And, and we're kind of touching on all of the different reasons why right. that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's other substances out there, though, right? Sure. Um, right. So what's another substance that can destroy gains for us? Nicotine. 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 Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about that. Uh, what does nicotine do to destroy gains for us? Yeah. So uh, just like we talked about alcohol, decreasing our testosterone, nicotine has proven to decrease, decrease our testosterone also. Mm-hmm. And testosterone is a wonderful thing whenever we're trying to put on muscle. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. You know, and from a therapy standpoint, <coughs> did you know there's a correlation between smokers and shoulder injuries and shoulder yeah, that's right. surgeries? It's, really? It's 75%. <coughs> wow. Yeah, so 75% of all this, and you'll have to double check that, but from what I've read and, and heard is 75% of all shoulder repair surgeries and um, full shoulder replacements, 75% are smokers. Why? That's so wild. A lot of times it's because of blood flow. The nicotine oh. constricts the mm-hmm. blood flow into And the shoulder joint is a very complicated joint and requires a whole lot of blood flow for all four of those uh, rotator right. cuff muscles. You have right. that delta weight on top of it. It's a complicated joint. There's a lot going on in there. A lot of inflammation. It, yeah, and as soon as you can restrict the blood flow, there's not a lot of room for blood flow already, and then you, wow. you start to get injuries. That makes perfect sense, Yeah, knowing what I know about the shoulder. There right. you go. Um, okay. I was thinking maybe it was from internal rotation. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, That's uh, kind of where my mind was going to. <laughs> but I've, I've heard people talk about that before uh, at the wellness center, uh, and, uh, and it also had to do with, with the inflammation that was built up in their joints, not being able to get blood flow mm-hmm. to... Um, heal that inflammation uh so yeah pretty crazy interesting so it says uh decreased endurance how can nicotine decrease endurance how in the world does that happen is that a blood flow issue as well that's a good question well, I'm, I'm smoking so sure. of nicotine yeah. would uh i mean they're they're gonna screw up their lungs that's, oh, where that's pretty obvious at. right yeah. yeah not so sure it's this necessarily nicotine or if it's the actual smoke inhaling right you know, yeah directly into the lungs right so I I will have a caveat to that story because I would, in sports medicine I once worked with a um, the women's soccer team at Stephen F Austin. Mm-hmm. One of the people on that team was from Canada, and she probably smoked a pack of cigarettes a day, mm-hmm. and she could physically outperform everybody else on the team. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how in the world are you doing that? And uh, like, 
You remember that guy in, uh, gosh, the replacements, the, the kicker that was smoking while he was on the field? Yeah, right. It was kind of like that with her. It's like <laughs> she could have it in, their, in her mouth the whole game, and nobody That's would hilarious. be able to catch her. Nobody would be able to perform like she was. I was like, how in the world? And so – don't think you're going to be that person, though. No, no <laughs> I would say that's person. a genetic outlier. Because, yeah, yeah for another, to your point, um, I, got, I had the pleasure to train with uh, Joe Schilling. He's probably one of the, he is the best United States Muay Thai kickboxer in the world right now, or in the United States anyway. Wow. okay. And he's a daily smoker. Yeah. Wow. He smokes all the time. Now, I would argue, how much better would he be if he didn't? True. Yeah, that's possible. I think he'd be, be he'd be the best either way. Right. Right. But how much better would he be if he didn't? Or the longevity. Right. Because mm-hmm. eventually it will catch you. Yeah, right. You can't get it in right one way or another. Um, that kind of, I don't know. It may be a different subject for a different day. But what about secondhand smoke? Hmm. I mean, how damaging is that? I know it's. There's been more and more studies done on it. Um, and I've also seen people that get lung cancer that <clears throat> never smoke. Right. And so it doesn't just you know it's not just a predictor of lung cancer just mm-hmm. because you smoke. Um, how? Uh, what do you guys think about secondhand smoke and the effects of it of that on our gains and those kind of things? Just being in the environment. Uh, I mean, I don't know much science behind that, but I do know it's going to. I mean, it's going to affect you. That that's proven over and over. Well, from my understanding too, and both my parents smoked growing up, right? So I was around it a whole lot. Um, in which case, I have dedicated my whole life to actually getting them to stop smoke to, to stop smoking right and in doing that i've actually done quite a bit of research and mm-hmm. and and kids that are around cigarette smokers a lot of the times they have just as bad lungs as they do their parents right yeah you so know, it's and it, probably a much higher chance of smoking when they grow up oh yeah yeah exactly there's that too <laughs> well you think about it the the same thing that they're inhaling is burning on the other side except it's not filtered out with a with a cotton filter right yeah so it's almost like whatever we're putting into our mouth, our body is trying to use for fuel, and whatever we're letting into our lungs, our lungs are doing what they do with air. Right. <laughs> and right. so, yeah, that's uh, better. Yeah. Better. There we go. So, yeah. all right. Well, that's interesting, and we're back to um, another substance that decreases protein synthesis, and we talked about that with alcohol as well. Right. Nic- nicotine right. does the same thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. So now you know with alcohol, and here's my own opinion on it, but. Um, I think I think things in moderation are okay. For right. instance, alcohol I would say in moderation doesn't as far as science goes in your in your gains, it doesn't seem to have that much effect so long as you're responsible with it. I I'm not so sure on nicotine. I think nicotine is a hard thing to do in moderation. Uh, yeah. I think most of the time how, whenever how people addictive consume, it is. Yeah, when people consume nicotine, it's most of the time daily. Hmm. Um not everybody. I would say yeah. I'm an outlier. I smoke yeah. a cigar twice a year. Right, you know, three times a year or whatever. Right. Yeah, you know, and I don't have a, a a desire to smoke one the next day. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I'm tired of tasting it, and I want it exactly old. right. You know, but and I don't know about you, but most of the time when I'm when I smoke a cigar, I'm not inhaling it all the way. No, no, and you're not supposed to. And you, yeah, you, you taste it. Yeah, and so I don't know. Actually, don't know the science, but I don't know if you get as much nicotine from a. You from do. As you do. And yeah, because the uh, your saliva is actually breaking down the nicotine particles, oh, wow. and and, and okay. that's how it's actually getting into your bloodstream oh, is, is through the saliva. So it doesn't matter. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. You're getting it. Okay. Probably, and here I'm defending them, but I think it's probably a little better on the lungs. But you're still right. gonna you're still risking yeah. cancer and all those other yeah. things. Well, I, I think. I mean, I've probably smoked twenty cigars my whole life, yeah. and I, I can think on a very like two or three times maybe I actually felt a buzz from it. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was probably just doing it wrong. 
Well, you know, going. I back, felt cool though, you know. Sure. Well, that's the thing, man. Is between between a cigar and, and alcohol, it's a social lubricant. Yeah. I love it for the social environment. If you're dealing with like, if I've got a group of like four or five of my buddies over, hey, you want a cigar? You want you want to you want some whiskey? Or you want a beer? Like, yeah. It just and suddenly now everybody's relaxed and the conversation's flowing. Right. It's and it's not like we're getting stupid. In fact, we're right. in my backyard barbecuing. Right. You know, right. but oh man, it it just creates a, a fun environment, and I think that's the addiction to alcohol, at least mm-hmm. for fifty percent of the population. Right. Yeah. Why they yeah. do it monthly? Yeah. Um, it's a social right. interaction yep. lubricant. Right. I like that. It's a social lubricant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm looking and I'm thinking about things in my own life, and I, the one thing that I that I really do enjoy is the smell of a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> does yeah. that make sense uh, to anybody? It's yeah, it sweet and yeah. it's, and I don't know. You'd be a cigar smoker. I don't know that I like, would be. <laughs> I don't know that I would even try it, but it, it smells better to me than everything else. But, um, right. and not very many people that I know do that or they don't do it anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> um, My dad smokes a pipe every now and again. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I, I've in fact I'll buy him some kind of expensive tobacco to go with it. Okay. Here I am mm-hmm. talking and trying to get him to stop smoking cigarettes, but I'll <laughs> but buy. You'll buy him. But I'll buy. Him Merry some, Christmas. <laughs> some, some good tobacco, but it's different. I don't yeah. know. It's like it's like quality. I yeah, don't know. I get that. I see. But uh, yeah, it, it'll be smelling like vanilla or cherry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a yeah. They have so many, they have so many flavors. Mm-hmm. That was something that we did in college. There was a a place in in our college town called the Leaf, and it was a just a place where you could go and play chess, and you could try different cigars bring your own whiskey or it's whatever and it was a super chill place yeah. and yeah that's everything you ever loved huh? mm-hmm. love um, interesting love yeah. cigars Here love we, whiskey yeah but it's not healthy for you well <laughs> it's good for the soul I think yeah <laughs> I, I mean I, I did want to talk about today and in, in my opinion there are times where it it, it can it's not good for your health but it, it could be good for for relationships mm-hmm. and i feel weird saying that um but because of the fact that it is a, uh, a social thing and, and it, it can just bring you together with somebody. Right. So know? let me move to, from away from the, I don't know, things that we would call substances to another substance that we don't think is a substance uh, yeah. that is also social lubricating to a point. It's <laughs> coffee. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cause one of the, th- the substance is caffeine, yes. caffeine yeah. that we're, that we're looking for. But I know so many people, um, that, would say they're not addicted to caffeine, but man, take their coffee out of their diet. They go through withdrawals Absolutely. and they're going to have headaches and they're going to have, they're going to be irritable and they're going to be, um, and it's not everything. functioning and caffeine isn't everything. It's yes. everything these days. So how do we get away from that? And what, how do we moderate it? If we're going to talk about moderation, right? You know, how do you, you know, I, I need six cups of coffee today to function. Right. Uh, I, I don't think that's a healthy place to be either. Yeah. Um, but there are studies that are coming out that say some caffeine is good for you, just not an overabundance of it. And then there's right. the other side of that. No caffeine. Don't do that. You know, so it's it's right. you get both sides of this coin. And how do we know what to how do we know what to do with caffeine? Yeah. And and as far as it's related to exercise, I mean, there's a ton of positive effects of caffeine on on performance and and endurance even strength and that's why pre-workouts are such a huge freaking market yeah because there's caffeine in it right exactly yeah tons of it lots of it um but anytime i'm gonna have something that if i take it out my body will have physiological withdrawals it's something that i need to be monitoring for sure and i'm you know i'm not a great uh i don't live this out as much as i should because i i drink tons of coffee a lot of a lot of monsters i mean and so 
I blame it on parenthood and, and child that was up to three thirty and, and excuses. Yeah, and I know. But uh just like an addict, right? Just like an just addict. Like, <laughs> I'm fine, I don't need it. <laughs> um but anyways, uh I would I would say anything anything you do or would normally do every day is probably a good idea to take a break from it every now and then. Right. There's there's tons of health be- uh, benefits in that. Yeah, yeah. Um caffeine's one of those things like you were saying, we don't we don't like to say it's a drug, but it certainly is. It is. Yeah. It certainly it is. And it's to the point actually there's been people that died over caffeine overdoses. Mm-hmm. I read not so long ago someone was taking some of that gamer fuel uh, mixed with Red Bull, right? And, like, oh my goodness! And they uh, they just tripped out on caffeine and stopped mm-hmm. their heart. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, is caffeine something that uh, our bodies? I know it can live without it, but it does not produce caffeine on its own, right? I don't think no. So. And no. so it's basically a stimulant that we're introducing to our body, right. and then our bodies go, "Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like I that. I like it." And it's just like everything else, like alcohol or nicotine. You introduce that to your body, and it goes, "Wait a minute, right? <laughs> this is something different, and I, I don't know that I want to do without it." I was listening to uh, a short clip from another podcast, and I'm trying to remember his name. He's a really smart guy, but he was talking about uh, the effects of caffeine on the hormonal level. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it does is, is it actually doesn't give you energy; it suppresses the the cortisol and the levels that would actually bring you down. Okay. So, so, but it, it doesn't just prevent it. It just prolongs the effects um, and gives it to you later. So you'll get that two o'clock crash later mm, on because yeah, you suppressed it. You woke up, first thing you got, a cup of joe, and went on with your day. Well, eventually you still got to feel that hormone. And mm. so it just like blocks it for a little bit and then it comes back forward. Right. That's Interesting. Good. Yeah. Something I, I mean, if you're like me and you're like, okay, I'm probably a little bit too, depending on the, do, dependent on this. Um, you don't want to quit it cold turkey. You want to, you know, if you're a six cup of coffee drinker, next week drink five, and then the next week drink three, yeah. and then the next drink drink two, and then let your body go a couple weeks without it before you reintroduce it. Mm-hmm. But when you do, um, start slow again. Yeah, because you're going to be extra sensitive to it. So one of the things coffee does is, isn't it a diuretic as well? Mm-hmm. It is. And so as you're trying to put water in your body as an as a person that works out and is health conscious, you're like, mm-hmm. can how much water can I get in a day? And then I drink two cups of coffee and how much of that is lost because now I'm, you know, my coffee is overriding my water. Yep. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, it's just black coffee. It's water. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it it's doesn't the, work that it's way. It's the opposite. It's right. dehydrating. Right. Okay. Right. And, and those, those effects last for a few hours too, after your one cup of coffee. So, you know, after you, after you drink a cup of coffee and then you're like, okay, I need some bottle of water. Well, you just, it's just going right out, right. you know? So it's one of those things where I would say, Six cup of coffee is way too much. You need to be, and if you're listening to our water podcast, a gallon of water or somewhere close to that is what you need to 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 be healthy during the day. Yeah, right. So there shouldn't be any room for six cups of coffee. <laughs> well, and so I I go back to you know whenever I do actually drink as much water as I'm as I need to for my body. Right. I don't crave coffee like I do whenever I haven't had anything. That's true. For you know yeah. for a couple of days or whatever, even if I can just do it for a couple of days and get enough water in my system, I'm mm. like. Right. I can live without coffee because right. my body is is using what it's supposed to to keep me alert and awake, right. and I'm I'm all put together with my senses and everything because now my body's functioning properly, 
and I don't need the suppression of the caffeine mm-hmm. to suppress those, you know, whatever, what were you just talking about? Yeah, cortisol. Cortisol. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, right. I don't need that anymore because, you know, my body's doing it naturally sure, because yeah. I'm, I'm full of water and mm-hmm. functioning. Getting yeah. sun, natural sunlight and yeah. all the other things right. that wake you up and, yeah. and move you along. And I'm sleeping better. Right. <laughs> and it is a chain effect. Uh, it's a ripple effect, if you will, on all of these uh, substances. Well, yeah. for for me personally, I'm I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine, and I don't mm. know about you guys, but after after about two three o'clock in the afternoon, I can't drink caffeine. Otherwise, I'll be staring at the ceiling at night. Yeah. I can't go to sleep. So I've I've had to learn to cut my caffeine off about one o'clock. Um, so which really which really isn't fun because when I, I work out late sometimes mm-hmm. and having a pre workout would no be pre- nice, yeah. but I just know it. They it's have stimulant really, free workouts, but they're just not the same. Yeah, 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 it's not the same. One thing I wanted to mention is probably for a lot of you out there, the main way that coffee is killing your gains is the milkshake coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> the dessert. You're not even drinking yeah. coffee. It's dessert <laughs> wow. in the morning. The uh, the frappuccinos and, and with no. uh, toffee nut, white mocha, caramel drizzle, blah, 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 blah. He needed more of those words than I thought. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's because uh, that's my wife's dream. That's what I she can't loves. even order at Starbucks because I don't even know what size is what. Yeah. Right, I, I still don't even. I, I, I think Avente is the biggest one, right? I just I say large, so. and they realize I'm a redneck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm know. good with that. Yeah, can I get the big one? Yeah, they'll get the, the the like I said, the toffee nut, white chocolate drizzle with chocolate shavings. But give me a low fat milk. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that helps. Um, although that's I can't so order, I can't order what Brandy would drink. What's so, that? Uh, Upside down caramel macchiato. Upside yeah. down. Yeah. What does that mean? They put all the ingredients in, and basically, it's shake. It's a. It's blended instead oh, of. I see. Instead of it being all the stuff at the bottom. Oh, yeah. I got you. They put it in there and mix it up, and so oh, it's interesting. It's better that way. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so get your drink upside down. <laughs> you should try it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that term at all. Upside down iced caramel macchiato. How do you drink your coffee? Black. 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 Yep. Yep. Like a man. Well, like a man should. It wasn't always that way, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. See, I cheat. I actually, I put unsweetened almond milk in mine, and then I sweeten it with some stevia, and then I put my creatine in the morning. Yeah. It's my okay. little coffee every morning. Well, like beer, it's a acquired taste. It is. And um, I've become a coffee snob because of it. Because when you drink it, when you drink it black, mm-hmm. you can really taste... I'm with Whether you. it's good coffee Very or if true. it's like I'm with you. Uh, fellowship like hall, yeah. fellowship yeah. hall coffee yeah. from the church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Suddenly. church coffee is always the worst, man. <laughs> Come on now. I saw something. Yeah, it's like yes. Deacon carefully measures out one teaspoon of coffee grounds <laughs> for a whole vat. Yeah, <laughs> it's just terrible. Um, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like you. I like I like good quality coffee, and I'll spend a little bit more money on it now because right. of of I I I enjoy the actual coffee flavor. Right. right? But if, if you're if you're gonna throw in a bunch of heavy creams and sugars and vanillas, this and that, just Folgers is fine. You're not gonna taste the coffee true. anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when I do put something in it, I'll put a little like a tablespoon or a teaspoon of heavy whipping cream. Yeah, yeah I like heavy cream in mine. It's sometimes. good, but um. That's just usually on the weekend. So, <laughs> so disciplined. I know, right? In some things. Um, so let's talk about that discipline uh, uh-huh. because it leads us to the morality of all of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what does the Bible have to say about substance abuse in general? Yeah. Um, because the one that people want to go to is alcohol. Uh-huh. Um, that's one, you know, people have been blasted over. You know, oh, they're yeah. drinking and they're, you know, alcohol oh, yeah. 
uh, addiction or whatever. Here's the thing. Scripture does not explicitly command us not to drink. That's That may shock some people. Um, but it does not ever say do not drink. It just says do not become drunk with wine. Right. And so if you're going to go that route, if you're going to tackle that issue scripturally, you have to get it the totality of it because there are other places in scripture and you can look at them, you know, on your, in your leisure, but there's, there's a lot to say about drinking. Um, but like, okay, Ecclesiastes nine, seven, drink your wine with a merry heart. Nobody ever pulls that one out, do they? <laughs> you know? And so I like that one. <laughs> I know. Um, but see, here's the thing you can do. Um, you can do a lot with those passages of scripture and you can pluck them out to make yourself feel better. And you can do a lot to defend yourself or any of that. What it comes down to with morality is the fact that, uh, we're also, um, we're not, we're not supposed to be mastered by anything. Right. Does that make sense? Right. And so when you're talking about these addictions and you're talking about, I gotta have, or I can't live without the mm. next fix, then you are being mastered by something. I like that term mastered by something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. puts it in a different mindset for me. Yeah. yeah. And so if you are the outlier, like, you know, maybe like Tyson who can do this and not be controlled by it or mastered by it, right. then enjoy it. You know, yeah. I would say enjoy it and, yeah. and just be uh, sensitive to the fact that uh, even if it's something like caffeine or Dr. Pepper, or if it's, you know, cake or mm-hmm. something that you really can't get a grasp on or control over cheeseburgers. Yeah. Then you're being, you're being mastered by right. a food. Mm-hmm. You're being mastered right. by a substance. You're being mastered by that. And just to give you, um, a little bit of, of scriptural context, there's first Corinthians six twelve and second Peter two nineteen uh, that talk about being mastered by, by the, by different things. And mm-hmm. so uh, you can put it into that context and really start to get a picture of what the issue is, because typically it's never about just the alcohol or just the substance or the nicotine or just right. the Dr. Peppers, <laughs> you know, cause there, there might be people that drink 12 a day. That's too much Dr. Pepper people. Yeah, that's right. awful. I mean, seriously yeah. though, I know them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so people. Um, you just have to really, start to take inventory of your life and realize, can I, am I being mastered by this or Mm -hmm. is it controlling me? And then you can start to take a a scriptural look at it. So, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned how often alcohol is, is hammered. I mean, uh, a pastor, a lot of, a lot of pastors are going to mention alcohol in every sermon they talk about or they preach. Um, but what I don't see a lot is pastors talking about gluttony. Yeah. Um, and that's probably because it's easier. It's probably a lot easier for a pastor to refrain from alcohol than it is to refrain from gluttony. Yeah. Cause I've seen a lot of big, uh, big overweight pastors right here and, in the Bible belt. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're not, we're not with one right now. Uh, no, thank we you. We got the fit pastor in our huh. room. Yeah. He's yeah. jacked over I there. I need Bible good. suspenders. He's got the <laughs> swolly spirit inside of him. <laughs> Gosh. Um, anyway, so gluttony is a huge one that that's, just not talked about a lot, mm-hmm. but it is, it, 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 you know, very well could be more prevalent than, than alcohol because binge eating is a sin. Yeah. But you talk about masters. Your food can master you too. Absolutely. You can have these cravings that you just can't kick. Yeah. You know? And unfortunately you can't save people from that. They, they, that's a decision they have to make. I, 
True. I can't slap the fork out of your hand. No. Right. You know. Well, you, you could you also stab me with it. Right. You could add to the list. We've done alcohol, nicotine, caffeine. You could add sugar. Sure. Uh-huh. To the Easily. bottom of that substance abuse list. Absolutely. Easily. You know, because that's what candy companies make their money on. Mm-hmm. Well, alcohol companies make the money on it too. That's the funny thing is, is sugar is such an addictive. Not to go down that rabbit hole, but it's such an addictive drug itself, where it's in everything. Yeah. I mean, you look up any label and look at the amount of sugar that's added to things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even salty foods you would think are, are salty, you know, like a McDonald's cheeseburger. Go look right. how much sugar's in a, in a right. In right. ketchup. Yeah. Right. Or these yeah. things. Yep. Sweet. Well, uh, anyway, that's that, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, substance killing your gains, substances that are killing your gains. Yep. Uh, what a great topic for today. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. None of our gains are being destroyed by substances, right? We mm. we don't have any problems, do we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got this mask. I think we are uh, we're all in the same boat with you. If you're struggling with something, uh, ask for help. Get Sorry, the help. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to a friend. Say, look, I'm really uh, I can't get over this or can't get over this hump. It's hard to do. Right. It's really tough sometimes. And so um, don't just uh, internalize things because then you have a whole nother. Uh, issue of a substance abuse and that's stress mm-hmm. <laughs> right uh, and so it's a uh, in its own way uh, it's going to destroy your gains and destroy all the things that we're talking about yeah. um, and so we we are with you and we want you to um, to try to tackle these things but don't do it as alone don't yeah. do it by please yourself. find some help especially as, as, as you talk about addiction like please go find some help yeah and um, it's going to be a, a tough road but you can do it yeah. uh, you can overcome it and uh you can get the help that you need. And so reach out, reach out to mm-hmm. uh, support of, and get support from people that love you and care about you. And um, just know if after a fight, Tyson's got your back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for so, sure. yeah. I guess one last thing I'd like to add is uh, don't drink and drive. That's, of course. That's, that's the one thing I know it gets yeah. hammered on a lot, but man, it's so sad I, as a therapist. I've seen a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. that are affected by that. Yeah. Um, right. And it's, it's awful. So there's too many options now with Lyft and, and Uber and calling people. Yeah. Just don't get don't get behind yeah. the wheel if you've been drinking at all. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a good point to make, and I'm glad you said that. Um, yeah. I know it was a big deal when I was in school, that whole campaign about <laughs> drunk driving, and right. you know, that's still a big deal. It's, yeah. Um, schools still do that. They still teach that message, and so it's a good one to, to end with. So, mm-hmm. so right. thank you. Cool. All right. Well, well. We're almost there at 52, so we'll uh, keep looking out for, for some big surprises at episode 52 when we oh, hit our yeah. one-year anniversary. Beautiful. Yep, keep supporting us in all the ways that, that you do already, and um, if nothing else, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.